Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to hear the truth on nutrition, muscle building, and performance, all backed by science, with your host, Mikey Swell. Let's begin with the rant. Today we're going to be discussing organic versus non-organic. Should you spend the extra few dollars to go the organic way? Well, typically people have this debate looking at one or two different angles, the environment and your health. So first, analyzing the environment, it's important to note that on average, if you go the organic route, it's going to require 20 to 40% more land to get the same crop output. Now with saying this, uh, when you go the non-organic route, per unit of land, you're going to have more nitrous oxide emissions, you're going to have more ammonious gas emissions, um, but then when you compare the crop yield to the land yield used, uh, it's not even close. Organic is much worse for the environment. Um, another way to look at this as well is the revised universal soil loss equation. So the revised universal soil loss equation uh, analyzes the healthiest way to create the best soil possible. Um, and what they have found that has nothing to do with pesticides when analyzing the environment. What they found was that really, what really uh, has to do with soil health is A, erosion, um, and B, crop turnover. How do you combat this? Using less land. How do you do this? By going non-organic. Uh, there was a large-scale study that was just done, and we'll put all the citations at the bottom of the video, that looked at every farming practice for pretty much every type of agriculture. So we're talking wheat, we're talking the meat industry, um, essentially everything. And what was found was when it comes to the environment, the best route is to go non-organic. So again, per unit, you're going to have less nitrous oxide emissions with the organic. But when we look at crops yielded, it's just so inefficient that the overall carbon footprint is going to be much greater. All right. So now let's look at number two. And I think this probably matters to more people. Is organic better for my health? Well, I think first we have to look, and this is something that I know a lot of uh, great toxicologists will discuss, is that the dose of something determines the poison. The dose determines whether something is toxic or not, okay? So there was a study that was published in the 90s out in California where they looked at synthetic pesticides and whether synthetic pesticides, or sorry, uh, pesticides produced by the plant and whether pesticides produced by the plant um, were carcinogenic or not. So they analyzed 55 uh, natural pesticides, and what they found was about half of them were carcinogenic in certain dosages. Now, here's another interesting fact. Uh, the average American consumes, according to the study, about two grams of natural pesticides per day. All right? 99.99% of the pesticides that the average human uh, consumes are made by the plant itself. So we just showed that about half of the natural pesticides that have been analyzed are carcinogenic. And we also show that 99.99% of the pesticides you eat are natural. So the immediate takeaway would be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have fruits and vegetables anymore. Fruits and vegetables are going to kill me. Uh, no, 
Uh, That's not the takeaway. Actually, the takeaway from today's podcast video is that we should eat more fruits and vegetables. Uh, It probably just doesn't matter uh, the source of which where they come from. All right. So I know a lot of people, they may be really, really afraid of a synthetic pesticide. But if you ask them, do you drink coffee in the morning? Well, guess what? Caffeine, caffeic acid, it's a powerful insecticide that paralyzes and kills insects that's naturally produced by the plant itself. And when we look, another important thing, going back to uh, how the dose makes the poison, um, you're going to get much closer to your acceptable daily intake uh, via caffeine than you probably will through any synthetic pesticide. Okay? So that is actually very important to note. Um, Now let's look at some basic biochemistry. So a lot of times when people think they're eating organic, they're not eating pesticides. Again, we just destroyed that myth by showing that 99.99% of pesticides you consume are made by the plant itself. But B, organic farmers are actually allowed to use some oddly approved pesticides that really aren't as well tested. So I'm going to give a shout out here to uh, Instagram discount John Snow, a.k.a. Taylor Spivy. Um, So he says, what is harder to digest? Metal ligand bonds, common chemicals like copper sulfate, the organic industry uses frequently, or oxidized carbon-oxygen-carbon-carbon bond and synthetic pesticides. All right, he says there's a reason metal centers are used as enzymes in the human body. We can't break them down, and that makes them ideal active sites for turnover frequency enhancement. Okay, just based on this, I'd rather uh, consume synthetic pesticides. Um, So again, we have really, really strict laws in this country regarding the dose of pesticides that are synthetic that we're able to add to the plants for both organic and non-organic. It's very important to note that every pesticide that is used, whether organic or non-organic, is hundreds to even sometimes thousands of times lower than the acceptable daily intake, okay? And the acceptable daily intake doesn't mean, okay, at that dose, it's going to be toxic, you're going to die. No. In fact, the acceptable daily intake is set hundreds to thousands of times below the uh, no observed adverse effect level, okay? Now, the reason they set it well below the no observed adverse effect level, we'll link this study in the uh, video as well, uh, so the no observed adverse effect level, for those that don't know, according to this study, it's an important part of the non-clinical risk assessment. It is a professional opinion based on the design of the study, indication of the drug, expected pharmacology, spectrum of off-target effects. Okay, so you heard opinion. You're probably thinking, all right, well, everyone has an opinion. Uh, what does that mean? Well, I just want to note that this isn't the opinion of, like, Karen writing her blog on why you need to go organic because you're going to die. This is the opinion based on actual toxicologists that have uh, PhDs that are either investigating or reviewing um, what may be adverse or acceptable. Now, the issue with the uh, non, um, the no observed adverse effect level is that it doesn't always fully consider the progression effect. So, for example, you take something for a long time, things could get progressively worse. Um, It also doesn't always take into account uh, the duration. Um, So that's why our country is very conservative in setting the acceptable daily intake 
hundreds of thousands sometimes below that and then having an acceptable daily intake being at a dose that no one's ever going to consume so oftentimes you'll be online and you'll read blogs and these blogs are going to say well this is poisonous and they're going to link some animal study Uh, going back again essentially everything is poisonous once you get to a certain dose you consume enough water it's going to be poisonous Um, You consume enough seeds in the apples, you're going to get enough arsenic, that's poisonous. Now, the dose to get to that level, you're never going to get there. Uh, Another thing that people like to point towards is the natural fallacy, thinking, well, if something is natural, it's better. (laughs) If that were the case, then nowadays we wouldn't be living longer than ever uh, because we utilize so much modern Western medicine that uh, that's not natural. Um, but again, we're, we're living longer because we figured out ways to utilize nature and turn it into drugs and turn it into medicines that allow us to stay healthy for a longer time. Um, and then again, kind of combating that natural fallacy, going back to that study that was published in California, which will be linked. Uh, synthetic pesticides are no worse or better than the natural ones we even show. That study shows that about half of the natural pesticides that have been that have been clinically observed are carcinogenic in certain dosages. Okay, so now the final point when it comes down to health is whether there's a nutritional difference between organic and non-organic. So an argument that people like to make is, well, I'm going to eat organic because I'm going to get more nutrients, and this is going to make me healthier. Now, the most common argument that I see is people saying you need to have organic eggs, organic milk, because organic dairy has twice the omega-3s that non-organic has. And because of this, uh, you're going to reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease due to having the higher omega-3 content. Now, what's important to note is the difference between absolute and relative. So on a relative scale, yes, there's a 50% increase in these organic uh, food items. But what has to be realized is that the absolute amount of omega-3s in dairy is so low that it doesn't make a difference. Okay, so I'm going to shoot some numbers out here. Uh, These are from a study that uh, Food Science Babe, I highly recommend her account. If you're interested in learning more, she's probably the premier expert Uh, that I would recommend on this. You can find her on Instagram. Um, She pretty much goes through every study, everything that's ever been done, and she fully analyzes it fairly. She actually used to be pro-organic, and she will even, uh, she talks about this on her page, but after seeing the overwhelming amount of evidence, uh, she was willing to change her point of view, which I think is pretty powerful. But anyways, uh, she has shown, and uh, you can find this all over, Uh, Per 100 grams, if you're having uh, about 100 grams of non-organic milk, you're going to get about 15 to 16 uh, milligrams of omega-3s, okay? If you have the same amount of organic milk, you're getting about 25 milligrams of omega-3s. So that's where you get that 50 or so, 60% increase in omega-3s. Now, what needs to be talked about, and she talks about this, if you have 100 grams 
of salmon, you're going to get about 2,200 milligrams of omega-3s. In order to get the daily recommended amount of omega-3s in the course of a day, if you were to just do it through that organic milk, um, you'd have to have, and she puts this in her account, five and a half gallons it's like the same reason why people think they're going to really enhance their health with wine through resveratrol. The truth is dosing matters, and the amount that you'd have to have is just so crazy that it's not really going to give you a physiological benefit. Uh, another way to think about it, uh, for people that may be less science-minded but maybe finance-minded, uh, if you have a job that pays you $2,200 per day, I don't think you're going to care about... Um, maybe working an extra shift on the weekend to make $15 for that day versus $25 for that day. You don't even think about it because it's trivial, okay? Again, the dosing matters. I think there's a better case to be made for eating peanut butter to get protein, actually a much better case, which I think is still horrible because you look about the amount, number of protein per calories in peanut butter than there is about eating dairy to get omega-3s. Now, besides that, there's only one nutrient that seems to be statistically different um, between organic and non-organic, and that is phosphorus. So it seems that uh, there's a lot more phosphorus within organic foodstuffs. Um, now, this sounds neat, but, uh, and again, Food Science Bay talks about this. The physiological effects of phosphorus, uh, yes, are there, but no one is clinically going to be uh, diagnosed with a phosphorus deficiency in probably about 99.99% of cases. Uh, if you're deficient in phosphorus, you get plenty of phosphorus through dairy. Uh, I'm getting phosphorus right now through my diet Pepsi. Of course, there's not a whole lot. I think maybe 34 milligrams, which is about 10 times lower than the amount of phosphorus I would get in a cup of uh, yogurt. Uh, but of course, yeah, there's other ways to get phosphorus. The point of the matter is most people just aren't deficient in that. Besides that, uh, nutrients compare about the same. Um, and now kind of finalizing things, wrapping it up, I think there's a lot of people that are afraid to eat fruits and vegetables now because they think, well, synthetic pesticides are going to kill me. And we, we pretty much dismantled those uh, arguments today. Um, and again, we'll link all the studies so that you can view them for yourself. Uh, but the truth is, it's okay to eat non-organic. It's actually no worse. It's probably better for the environment based on the uh, lower amount of land that's necessary to get the same output, less of a carbon footprint overall. Uh, but you don't have to break the bank to eat fruits and vegetables. You just don't. The literature doesn't support it um, as of yet. Of course, more literature could be published. There's been a lot, and thus far, everything seems to be uh, in favor of non-organic. So don't worry about shopping at Whole Foods. Aldi's fine. Eat your fruits and vegetables. That's it. Boom! You just heard the Mikey Swell Muscle Food Show. Catch Mike on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud.